I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Race for the Ring, episode 123. The Ultimatum with Dr. Christy Kadarian. Welcome to The Race for the Ring, the podcast about dating and embracing self-love and inner confidence. I'm your host, Mindy Barnett. I'm an entrepreneur, two-time author, keynote speaker, television contributor, and soon-to-be psychotherapist. Since re-entering the dating world after my divorce, I found dating life eye-opening. In an age of online swiping and in-person meetups, I found the world of love and lust has been a confusing place to be. So each week, we will chat with a different dating king or queen, socialite, or relationship expert and explore the many facets of dating today and come up with our clear plan on how to find the finest fish in the sea. Ready, set, go. Hello, everyone in Race for the Ring land. Mindy Barnett here, and we are going to talk about when we should put our foot down and give our partner or soon-to-be partner, an ultimatum. If it's a good idea, if it's not a good idea, how to go about it, and also the ins and outs of of dating appropriately um, in terms of the right, I guess, recipe for success and finding your partner. I have a very interesting guest. She's a wealth of knowledge, Dr. Christy Kadarian. She is a nationally renowned psychologist. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and she specializes specifically in the psychology of relationships. Um, She has worked as a matchmaker. She's a relationship expert for eHarmony and Match.com, and she's helped hundreds of people, just like you and me, find love and improve their relationships. And she's here today to share all of her deepest, darkest secrets than finding love. So we talk a lot about how to hook the person, how to make sure it's a healthful hook, how to take it to the next level, how to claim the ring, and when to pull out, so to speak. So without further ado, we're going to get right into it with Dr. Christy Kadarian. Hello, Dr. Kadarian. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So let's talk a little bit about you and your background and who you see as patients and relationships and all of that. And then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the show, which we're calling the ultimatum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love it. 
Yeah. So I'm a, um, by trade, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and psychologist. I've always from a very young age been fascinated by relationships, what makes people connect, what makes people not a good fit. Um, and I pursued relationships specifically, um, in my master's program and then started working with couples, uh, premarital counseling and doing a lot of couples work and then found myself, um, doing a therapy related job, but not necessarily connected, which was matchmaking and relationship coaching for eHarmony. And it was really an amazing experience because I got to learn a lot about, um, the science behind compatibility you know, what makes two people a good fit, what doesn't, and from the work of Dr. Neil Clark Warren. And that kind of started my uh, interest in dating, coaching, matchmaking. I worked for a match.com affiliate company. So I saw kind of the inner workings of a lot of dating apps and how modern dating really affects, you know, compatibility. Does it benefit it? Does it not? Um, And then just felt really passionate about, you know, growing my own um, company and business and being able to teach specifically uh, more so women, how to connect, you know, do that soul work, the inner work that I know is so important yeah. for therapists, but also have like some strategy behind who you're picking and why and making sure that they're very aware of that. Cause that's like a missing piece, I think in the industry and, um, in dating right now. So that's primarily what we do. Um, and we still have, you know, a lot of services on our team for, people in relationships, people in situationships, people kind of like, (laughs) um, you know, trying to figure out, is this the right person for me? All of that. So that's what I do. That's awesome. That's a lot of stuff. Okay. I was intrigued by what you were saying about the intentional part of dating. That's something that I'm trying to do a little bit more of or be more in tune to because I think that I don't, I, I, I'm having issues like with my subconscious, like understanding why I'm picking certain partner. I'm, 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 I'm also like an interesting psychology like yourself. So um, <laughs> I'm a student. I'm not, a, I'm not an actual therapist, but anyway, but I think that if I was more in tune to my subconscious, I probably have more luck picking partners. Can you talk a little bit about what you do? I know it's probably like going to be hard to kind of break that down into like a five minute bite, but if you could share briefly what you do with some of your clients that, that, so they are more in tune and they are more aware and they have more luck. Yeah. So the first phase of our program, basically we have a um, curriculum, we kind of walk people through and that's research-based. And really the first phase is what we call like the mindset phase. And we work from attachment theory and it's basically Mm -hmm. the idea that your parental relationships or lack thereof of those connections um, and that attunement really plays out in your adult relationships. If you haven't processed it, if you haven't kind of gone through the experience of understanding it. And so a lot of times people think, oh, I have a type or I'm always drawn to this person or even to the next level. Um, this person's always drawn to me. Like, why do I keep attracting this type of person? And usually it's because when you were really young, um, you experienced your parent as either being really overly attuned to you um, or just being detached. And that has played into what you look for in a partner. Either they're going to feel really familiar because your parent 
because that parent dynamic it is very similar or they're going to feel very different. And oftentimes when people tell me really early on, oh, we just don't have chemistry, but everything on paper looks good. You would be attracted to them. The chemistry piece really has a lot more to do with your attachment than someone's actual appearance or anything like that. And so we have to be very aware of our childhood and really what those relationships are like, what you learned from your parents. We call that your core story about relationships um, and why you know you would be in one. And then also learning about yourself. So we use the Enneagram, but knowing about how you interact with the world, your perspective on relationships, your core fears and desires combined with your attachment can really help you navigate. Okay, now I know why I'm attracted to this person. And is that from a healthy place? Or is that from a place where I'm looking for something that maybe I didn't get quite enough of when I was younger? Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. Do you find that when you're able to kind of help your patients on your, you know, kind of navigate some of that, that they are more successful in their dating process? I mean, not maybe getting married, but like at least having someone that is better suited for them and serves them in a better way. Yeah. Most definitely. And I think what is important, this is kind of why we walk through the whole process with them and we have them get out there and start dating is because this can creep its ugly head at different times in the dating relationship. So it's not just who you're swiping on. It's not just who you're going on dates with. It's also when you're in the middle of a relationship and you start noticing, oh, I I don't like their teeth. You know, that's when we have to to kind of come in and be like, "Mm, you had no problem with their teeth on the first date. Is there actually something else? going on that is more rooted in your subconscious and in more of this attachment stuff, or is it really their teeth? So you have to kind of pay attention to that awareness and stay on top of it throughout the process. So you make sure you don't self-sabotage. That's so cool and interesting. Okay. Love it. All right. Before we get into what the show's theme is, I wanted to just ask you um, a little bit about what you've learned and noticed and like experienced with the the online dating sphere, so to speak, um, as the majority of single people are at least dabbling in that space. Yeah. Yeah. So actually 2021 was the first year that online dating surpassed meeting through friends as the number one way that people are... um, um, meeting their partners. So they're in relationships through online dating. And so I obviously get a lot of clients that are very anti-online dating. They just want the meet cute. They want it to happen organically. And this is something that we just can't ignore anymore. If you're looking for you know, your person, you have to try online dating. So you don't have to love it, but you have to see it as a tool and like a means to an end to getting yeah. to- that relationship. And so I think it's really important in the process. It's how you use the tool. So I always say, you know, um, we can all buy the same makeup from Sephora and apply it. But if, you know, Kim Kardashian's makeup artist is going to do it, use the same tools, it's probably going to look different than if I'm just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. That's a good way. It's a good analogy. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. We have to really learn how to use the tool that's going to be most effective because something I see a lot and I call it the dating app roller coaster is people are like, okay, you know, it's the holidays. I'm going to find love or it's the new year, Valentine's, whatever. I'm going to do it. And then they download, you know, every single dating app. There's like 50,000 people messaging them. 
they get really overwhelmed and they go on a few dates, they get very discouraged and they're like, actually, it's way better being single. I'm just going to delete all these apps. And then they get lonely and they're like, oh, maybe I need to meet somebody. I'm not meeting someone in my, you know, real life day to day. So I'm going to download the app again. And it's just like roller coaster, yeah. download, delete, download, delete. And that's about right for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so that really leads to discouragement, a uh, lack of consistency. It's the same as if you're like going to the gym and you're like, okay, New Year's resolution, I'm going to go to the gym. And you go the first day for like six hours, then you burn out and you're like, okay, no more gym. And by the yeah. end of February, no one's in the gym anymore. So what we have to learn how to do is really integrate it into your life, like a little bit every day um, and know, okay, this is kind of how I'm going to use this app, what I'm really looking for, being clear with yourself on that. Um, and then not giving up just because it's not happening, you know, right away. Same as the gym. Okay. Like you can't go on January 1st and be like, where's my six pack? Like it's going to take time. Maybe where's my ring? Yeah. Maybe you have to, you know, learn the process, learn what's coming up for you. And then mm-hmm. you know, stick with it. I know like my own story that I share with my clients all the time. Like I was online dating for years um, before I met my husband, but also like it was my job. So I was always curious about, you know, what is it like to um, date, date and what are my clients going through? And I think what I've learned is that people that are most consistent, very clear on what they're looking for and aren't just kind of giving up at the first bad date are the ones that end up using online dating successfully. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It makes sense though. Mm -hmm. So when you say consistent, like it's like going on for X amount of minutes or not like maybe an hour a day swiping or just respond, writing to people back and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Being more selective on who you're swiping on because you know what's most important to you so that Mm -hmm. you're not going to message like 50 people at a time. So that's going to help you and actually getting to the date process, which we teach our clients. And it's very important to just learn actually how to get to the date and not just be talking, you know, small talk with somebody. Can we talk a little bit about that too? I'm curious what your, your take is on that. Um, I have, uh, my own, I guess, I don't know. I have my own method. I, I prefer not to do a lot of chit chat. I, <laughs> I found that like, you know, talk a little, maybe I'm not a fan of doing a phoner, but like I will, if it's necessary, mm-hmm. but I rather just meet for a drink. I feel like there's nothing wrong with meeting for a drink. It's no different than going out with your friends and then meeting somebody at a bar or something like that. It's meeting up. It's an hour cocktail, coffee, whatever you're doing. And then if it's a, it's a fit, then you continue to talk and then you can go like I like to see them in person I need to see that there's energy like it's hard Mm -hmm. otherwise but I find that most guys that I'm swiping for guys Mm -hmm. they um they like to talk and talk and they want to you know, I'm like, even if the date isn't for a week because I'm, my schedule is insane, like I'd rather just like confirm closer to the date and meet you and then we can talk. Yeah. So, all right. It's so, in fact, there's one I, I'm talking to and he doesn't get it. He keeps saying, how's your morning? I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> stop texting me. Like, I don't know you. I don't want to tell you how my morning is. I'm not giving you like my whole like rundown of my day. Anyway. All right. So what? What, what are your thoughts on that? What, what do your clients tell you? And what, yeah. what is your advice? Okay. Yeah. So I'm definitely with you on a few of those points. So what we really recommend and what we teach is the five messages to meet. So we kind of help our clients like walk through. This is actually what your messaging should look like on the app. 
And then at that point, we recommend either FaceTime or if you don't feel comfortable, you know, um, grabbing a drink or coffee. The reason that I love a FaceTime, I think it's the best thing that happened out of pandemic dating is it's just like a quick energy check because, you know, a lot of people, especially busy women um, like yourself are feeling like, okay, I have to get ready or like, you know, spend my time with someone that I would rather spend doing something else maybe. Yeah, Um, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Recommend like a quick FaceTime check in and letting them know, you know, this isn't a full day. It's just like a 10 minute, like, oh, hey, whatever. And then if that goes well, then um, going on your first date, which is also a short, like you said, like an hour drink, coffee, whatever, and kind of progressing from there. I do not recommend long phone calls before you've met. I do not recommend long first dates, um, no texting before, like back and forth. Um, even usually in the first few dates, I don't recommend texting about your day or anything like that. It should just be texting to plan and you can control that by just how you're responding. Like, oh yeah, busy day, you know, at the end of the day instead of in the morning. But I think we have yeah. to also understand like guys are being told, okay, ask how your day is and show that you're interested in more than just hooking up and all this stuff. So there's this kind of like thing that they're trying to make sure that you know that they're really interested in you, but there's no need to, after a first date, be like, yeah, here's my breakfast or whatever. Like that's God, too I know. I know. It's a lot, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's what makes people get burnt out because they're just like, why am I texting this person like they're my partner and I you know, yeah. haven't even gone on a few, I haven't spent more than an hour with them. So really protecting your time and your boundaries and energy is very important in the initial stages of dating. But yeah, we recommend just not getting a pen pal if it's a very deep question they're asking you on the app, like, hey, that's a great question. Love, would love to chat more. Are you free for a quick FaceTime? Like, give them some days. So don't get caught up in those types of conversations. Or if you're approaching a weekend, like, yeah, it's a really busy weekend for me. Not really going to be by my phone or you know, not going to be on the app very much. Would you be up for a FaceTime, you know, Sunday at this time or whatever. So your transitioning statements are really important to make sure you don't get caught in those like pen pal, taking all that time and energy, but not really mm-hmm. learning enough about what you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Really good advice. Totally. It's hard. It's just (laughs) Okay. All right. So now that you've clicked, say, right. Um, and you met someone that you maybe would like to call your girlfriend or boyfriend, how do you take it to the next level? Like how, what do you do with your clients to, to work with them in that way? Okay. Yeah. So what we teach them is our method is our 10 dates to soulmate roadmap. So we think that should take around like 10 dates before you're ready to be in that really exclusive relationship. Really? That's it? Just 10? (laughs) Yep. 10 dates or days? 10 dates. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. Okay. Okay. Maybe if you're, yeah, see them like once a week. And then in that process, it's really more important, like what happens in that process rather than like the time. So Mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you learn about them, you know. You have those first few dates where you're just kind of talking, grabbing drinks, grabbing dinner. Then we want to transition to what we call a context date. We want to learn about them in context, in like a natural environment. So an example um, one of our coaches uses is, um, you know, they could say, oh, I love kids. And then maybe you go on like an activity context date, like mini golfing. And then they're complaining about all the kids, oh, this kid. Like, oh, you know, the yeah. Kids, the parent can't control their kids. So you're learning about them in real life environments instead of just what they're saying to you. 
And that's very important to know about them and like what they're like when you're driving somewhere, they're stuck in traffic or, you know, these sorts of things is where you learn a lot about their character. Most people will come to us and say, you know, I want someone loyal, kind, generous, all the stuff, but you're not going to find that out from what they say. Yeah, I'm a very generous person. You have to learn about them in their environment. Um, and then we talk about going on like deeper dates. So this is where we're going a little bit deeper. We might know like, yeah, they've been divorced before, but now we want to kind of know a little bit more about what happened, what that dynamic was like um, and all that. And then before we are in an exclusive relationship, we want to know about three things really clearly. So the three things are number one, what's their vision for the future? What are their core like values? And do those align with you? Uh, number two, past relationships. So you want to be very clear with yourself uh, and with them. Like you want to get all those questions answered. And number three, what are their family dynamics? So similar to what I was mentioning before, you know, how aware are they of those patterns? How is that playing out in their relationships? You know, all of that. So before you actually have that exclusive conversation, you want to be clear on all of those things. A lot of times people get really emotionally invested early on. And by date five, they're like, okay, this is my, this is my partner, but we don't know those things yet. And what's, it's a lot harder to disconnect or break up with someone when you're already emotionally invested. So when those totally. things are coming out on, you know, date 25, oh, I had no idea this was the situation with his toxic ex, then it's a lot harder to say this isn't a fit for me because you're already emotionally emotionally invested. So we kind of recommend delaying that emotional investment, getting all the information, and then moving forward into a relationship. How do you delay the emotional investment? Yeah. And that's, that's hard. Why, you know, the boundaries. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, may, so just adhering to your boundaries, yeah, even exactly. if you don't want oh. to making mm -hmm. sure that that because it's in your best interest. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Because people get really excited on the first date, you know, oh, they're texting me. They want to go on another date. And I'm like, this is great, but where? let's see where they are on the eighth date. If their energy is the right. same, right, their, right. their character is the same. Amazing. But don't rush into relationship. This is how people get love bombed and get in yeah. relationships really early on because people, fortunately, you know, if you watch the Tinder Swindler, like you can see they can get yeah. their very smart at emotionally manipulating people. So you yeah. want to make sure that, you know, it's great that they're really into you. Amazing. You're amazing. So they should be, but we want to see where they're at later down the road and make sure it's yeah. consistent. That makes so much sense. What about intimacy? Do you talk to your clients about that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. So usually what we recommend is that there's different types of intimacy, obviously. And we recommend that you move those levels around the same time. So you're building a strong foundation for your relationship. So you know, you have physical intimacy, emotional, spiritual, intellectual. Um, and oftentimes with hookup culture, what ends up happening is the physical intimacy, you know, you may you might hook up like in the first or second date that goes like over here, like really high. And then the other types, not that you're not even potentially a bad fit, like you could be a good fit, but the other types don't have enough time to catch up to really build that lasting relationship. Um, so usually, and you know, dating coaches vary on this. I think it depends on your own like professional or your own like personal beliefs on it. Um, but I think like making sure that you feel like emotionally safe and connected before you're starting to develop that physical relationship is really important because again, that's where you can see what they're really interested in. The actions speak louder than words. You know, they might say, oh yeah, I'm looking for a relationship, but they're actually just looking to hug up. Like nobody, I always tell my clients, they're like, oh, well, it says on the profile looking for a relationship. A lot of guys, unless they're just truly like looking for something yeah. casual, they're not going to put that on their profile. Right. Exactly. That as well. 
Okay. So self-control. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. So now you're in your relationship Mm -hmm. or so you think, how do you take it to like the next level with them? Like, how do you broach the subject? And do you believe in ultimatums giving one? Yeah. So, um, you mean you're in a relationship and then, um, you want to be engaged or, or maybe both, maybe you're like, you want to be exclusive. So maybe that one. And then if you are in a relationship and you want to get engaged, let's talk about both. If you're exclusive and you're like, Hey, I want to be in a relationship. Um, I always say to lead with expression rather than expectation. So this means you're expressing to them, Hey, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. I feel like we're set. We have uh, a lot in common. I feel this connection with you and I'm not interested in dating anybody else. I I'd love to explore the next, you know, level level of our relationship. And then that's it. So no, what are we? No, like, you know, n- n- none of that. Because what happens is the person starts becoming a little bit defensive. If they're like, okay, so are we together or not? It, it comes off of a different approach rather than saying, hey, this is where what I feel and inviting them to express where they are at. So if they say they're not quite ready or whatever, that's totally fine. But you want to learn, okay, like, is there anything else like you feel like you need to know about me? Like, let's have that open conversation. So if you feel more comfortable, they might say something like, yeah, I think I just need more time or some more dates. And then, you know, that's totally fine. But also asking, you know, what, how much more time do you think? Um, or, you know, what other types of activities or things you feel like you want, you want to make sure we connect on. They're being kind of vague. Then there's a likelihood that maybe they're just not ready for that commitment. Um, Mm -hmm. and so you want to really ask that, um, more upfront, maybe you'll go on a few more dates, but you don't want to waste your time with someone who's not ready for that level of commitment. But if they know that like, Hey, actually you need to know a little bit more about this or that, then you can have that open upfront conversation. And now that you've introduced the topic, you can revisit it. So let's say you go out for another month. You can always just be like, so, you know, how are you feeling now? I want to make sure that we're on the same page. Um, so I would not wait very long. <laughs> so, you know, I've okay, had okay. people ask, like, I've been dating this guy for six months and I don't know what we are. Like, you do not, you want to avoid that at all costs because you don't want to waste your time. Oh, definitely. So what do you think? I mean, not to put a timestamp on it, but I know you said 10 dates should be enough. Mm-hmm. Like, would you recommend not more than say 15 dates then yeah, in so that like, way? Okay. And you want to make sure there's like a progression in those dates of how you're both right. connecting. So you want to see that like, okay, we're connecting more. He's opening up more. You want to see that progress in order. And I usually say that for everybody that's going on dates. Okay. How do you know you want to go on a next date? Was the last one better than the one before? So it's like, oh yeah, we felt more connected. I enjoyed the time more. It was less awkward, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Those are good signs. If it keeps going like the opposite direction, it's not getting better, then you might know that that's not a fit. Yeah, totally. Okay. So now you're in a relationship. What about the engagement ultimatum? What are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So a lot of times what I tell people is that, um, if we do this preemptive work, then you're not really going to be faced with that sort of ultimatum, because especially if you're asking about, you know, your core values and your vision for the future and they say, yeah, I want to be married and have kids in the next like two or three years or whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. then, you know, and you can always go back to what they already told you about that. So I would say, try to get as clear as possible, even if you're in a relationship about what their vision for the future looks like. 
like and if that's aligned. And if it's not aligned and you're already in a relationship with someone, then you want to ask, is there, what are your thoughts? This is where I see myself. What are your thoughts about that? If they're like, yeah, there's no way I'm having a kid in the next five years or whatever, then you know um, that you shouldn't be waiting around for someone that doesn't have the same vision for their future. Even if you have amazing chemistry, connection, you love them. Um, there's going to be resentment and bitterness built up if you have to give up your vision for the future for them or vice versa. So it's not a good dynamic for those relationships. Um, but if you're already in a relationship and they're saying, yeah, I do want kids or yeah, I want to get engaged and married. And they're just like pu- pushing it off. I would get very clear on, you know, the why. So I always say, if you're in that space of like, I might need to give an ultimatum, um, get very clear on like why, what's kind of holding them back. Maybe there are factors that don't have to do with you, like their family or some kind of work thing. And then I would say getting clear in like couples therapy, or if they go to individual therapy, just really processing that together and saying, Hey, like, this is what I really desire. And I'm okay with waiting or kind of processing it growing together. But if you know that that's not fit for you, I'd like to be clear with that communication. And I think couples therapy can help with that because sometimes they might just be afraid and be waiting for the person to break up with them. Whereas you just want to make sure that, you know, you're on the same page and not Mm -hmm. wasting your time in a relationship that's not going where you want it to go. That's really good advice. I think a lot of women, men too, but I feel more women probably would be hesitant to have such a strong conversation for fear that the guy would break up with them. So they just sort of stick it out. Mm -hmm. Do you find that too? Yeah, that's definitely something I find a lot of the time. And I think the problem with that is nobody wants to feel like they're in a relationship with someone who they're not sure that person wants to be with them. So I would really evaluate how you feel in that relationship. And if it's just out of, well, I've spent so long in this relationship. So it's very similar to like stock market investment principle. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So much time in this. So I'm going to wait it out. Even if I experience loss, I'm just going to wait it out. And so I think in the same way that, you know, stock market works, wealthy people know when to stick it out in the hard times and when to, or when to pull out their money and, you know, cut their, um, cut their losses. Uh, But it's the same way in relationships. So it's like, what's the health of that relationship going to be? Maybe eventually they will propose to you, but how are you going to actually feel in that relationship if it's taken 12 years Mm -hmm. or whatever? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like to me, your ultimatum suggestion or in in general is more of like a a softer conversation Mm -hmm. as opposed to either we're going to get engaged in the next six months or we're breaking up. Like I think a lot of men would be, very turned off with that. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. And I think just in general, if you've been in relationships, you know, you know that sometimes people's approach is that if they're being told what to do, that's probably triggering some of their mommy stuff or, you know, from their childhood. And so they're going to do the opposite. You know, if you're around kids ever, they're like, don't touch that. What do they do? They touch that. So it's it's not really helping your cause. But I think if you can work on yourself, you know, and, and your partner can work on themselves and understand you know, why do we really want to get married? Or what is our definition of marriage? Is it the same thing? What are we both afraid of? We can get to the root of it. Then that's going to lead to a lot healthier relationship down the road. It's not just on the surface. Okay. We're engaged. We're actually solving some root problems because if someone has a problem with commitment and they feel forced to rush that, that's going to create a lot of other problems in your 
marriage and relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about getting married. It's what type of marriage and relationship do you want to be in? I work with a lot of single women that are just like, I just want to find somebody, anybody. And I always tell anybody, anybody. you can really find any, anyone could be in a relationship. You know, you can just walk out the street. Oh, I know. But like, that's like, it doesn't seem like a very healthy Um, thing to say. When I reframe it for that, they're like, oh yeah, that's true. Actually. I don't just want anybody. I know deep down, even if it feels like I feel desperate or anxious, I know deep down that my standard is high enough that I want someone who's going to match what I desire. And so that's why you're single. So don't feel that, you know, feeling of desperation or care about what other people think or that you're following some timeline because your life is long and you don't want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you. Or if someone that's not a fit for you that does want to be with you, that's awful too. Also, all right, love it, love it, love it. All right, Dr. Christy, how um, how do people find you? And if they want to work with you, how does that? What does that look like? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at the date Dr. Christy. That's where I hang out the most. I'm also getting into TikTok, which I love for relationship stuff. So you can find me either of those places, and then on my website, therapyfordating.com. That's where you can see all the ways that you can work with us. um, and I also have a free guide um, to which dating app is right for you. So I can share oh. that with uh, podcast listeners as well. So you can. Oh, yeah. Email guide. that over. We'll put it in the show notes. That's Perfect. cool. Yeah. Because yeah. they're all for different t- different types, I guess, right? Yeah. yeah. Usually okay. that's a very common question I get. What dating app should I be on? And so, like, to guide. <laughs> what dating app do you think I should be on? You know? <laughs> From chatting. <laughs> I probably would say Bumble personally. Yeah. I think with your time schedule and just wanting to be selective, then you have more time to just message who you want to message and not be pummeled with like all these messages from people and saves your yeah. time a little bit. That's what I'm on. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for being with us. You've been Bye. so insightful, really good information. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. All right. Have fun in LA. Kelly. <laughs> okay. Bye. bye. Thank bye. you for listening to the race for the ring. Today's episode was produced by Liz Hartshorn and edited by Danielle Gordon. I so appreciate your ear and insight. And if you like today's episode, please write us a review. They can make or break a good podcast. Just like a dull dude can be the kiss of death. Be sure to check out my new book, You Don't Need to Be a Bitch to Be a Boss. It's available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. And say hi to me on Instagram. I'm at Mindy.Barnett. See you next week. Bye-bye.